Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Hashtag Clocked In with me, your host, Jordan Edwards. I'm thrilled to have you tune in as we dive into the dynamic world of productivity, success, and stories of incredible individuals who've mastered the art of getting things done. Whether you're commuting, hitting the gym, or just relaxing at home, this podcast is the go-to source for inspiration and actionable tips to level up your productivity game. I'm on a mission to unravel the secrets of those who seem to effortlessly manage their time and achieve their goals. So if you're ready to clock in and unlock your full potential, you're in the right place. We've got a lineup of amazing guests, industry experts, and thought leaders who will share their insights and strategies to help us crush your to-do list and make the most out of every moment. Get ready to get inspired, motivated, and equipped with the tools you need to supercharge your productivity. This is Hashtag Clocked In with Jordan Edwards. Let's dive in. What's up? It's Clocked In with Jordan Edwards here. Hey, what's going on? I'm with a very special guest here. We have C-Rock. He is the CEO of People Building, Inc. He's a performance coach, dynamic public speaker, visionary, and thought leader. He's been featured by Yahoo Finance as one of the top business leaders to follow in 2020, as well as just last week, he's the number one mortgage professional. C-Rock, how are we doing today? What's up, Jordan? I'm doing great, man. I'm glad to be here. Um, just to have the opportunity to share with you and your audience is uh, an honor to me. So first of all, I'd love to thank you and express gratitude towards that to you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, we're excited to have you here on the Clocked In Podcast. And so let's just start off. Um, where's your story start from? Tell us a, bit, a little bit about your childhood and how that's affected you. Yeah, so I think that, you know, I realized recently that I'm, I'm a people builder or people fixer at heart. And I was trying to figure out a few years ago where that, where that comes from. And I, then I started to analyze and look at what happened in my life. And I realized that I've been around a lot of broken people. Um, I've been a lot around a lot of broken relationships, uh, people with broken thinking. And uh, you know that, that starts to affect a person. Now, how it affects a person is up to the person, right? But uh, you know, I'll go back to you know coming from a broken family. I don't remember my parents ever together, and my dad and mom and my step parents. There's a lot of conflict, child support stuff, custody battle stuff, lawyers, child psychologists, seeing if I was mature enough to make my own decisions and who I wanted to live with. Yada yada yada. Right. And then when I was 11 years old, after living with my dad, um, and again, I love my dad. I don't get to talk to him now. No hard feelings. But matter of fact, I thank him. Uh, but you know, my dad, after living with in his home with his family for three years, went through a lot of emotional and psychological abuse. Um, things I felt like were taken out on me that were having, you know, from the problems of the family. And at the end of the day, my dad got court papers one day after I told my mom I had to get out of there. And I came home from school one day and I had to sit on my, or I, he told me to go in my room and sit on my bed and wait for him. And as I was sitting there, it took about probably five minutes, but it felt like five hours, scared to death, thinking to myself, man, how's this going to go down? My dad walks in. Now, my dad was my hero. He was a mason. That's why I have the bricks back here. He was a mason, poor concrete. You know, his hands were always rough. He did well. And he always had a wad of $100 bills in his pocket. And I always looked up to him for that because, you know, it was cool, you know, and he always used to flash it. And, and uh, so anyway, he says, you know, this court paper here says you want to move back with your mom. Is that true? You know, you don't really, they don't really have any money there. You don't, they don't have it well. Is this something that you really want to do? 
I mean, we have great things here, man. You have a great life here. And I remember my mom saying, you know what? People are going to try to sell you out of things that you decide on and you believe in. So make sure you stick to your guns in your life. So I remember her saying that. And I said, you know what? I do want to leave and I'm ready to go. And he said, okay, well, if that's the case, and he takes the wad of $100 bills he always had in his pocket, he peels one off, crumples it up, and throws it at me and says, hey, you're going to need this when you're living on the streets with your mother one day. And, you know, again, mind you, I'm 11 years old, and I'm thinking to myself two things. One, this can't be happening, right? This is like, are you kidding me right now? But, I, you know, I thought I was an ordinary child, ordinary life, and everybody dealt with this stuff. So I thought to myself, not, I can't be the only one in this situation. There's got to be others going through this where somebody's throwing in the towel on their fighter. You know, they're giving up on them. And I, I just knew that there was other people out there that I could possibly help because that's the decision I made at that moment. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to show other people you can get through something like this. And, you know, maybe it's just that I'm stubborn to a fault. It's also a strength, though, because I also thought to myself, I'm not going to let you win. I'm not going to need that money. And anytime uh, times get tough or if I'm doing well and I want to push it to the next level, you know, I self-talk a lot. What are you made of? My podcast, my podcast and movement. It's about turning setbacks into rocket fuel and asking yourself, look at all the things you've been through as a kid. Look at all the things that you've accomplished and, and survived. And you can do it. And you, and you just build upon that. So turning all setbacks into rocket fuel stem from that. And that's, uh, that's the message that I got. And that's what I ride all the time. And uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that about your family because that is – it's not easy to share that kind of stuff. And it's definitely important that you chose the mental well-being over the financials because a lot of people have this facade of going, oh my God, they're rich. Everything must be so easy. Not true. Not true. There's so much internal that you have to handle that you have to be ready to take that on. And that's why you probably chose to live with your mom, right? Yeah. I mean, I just needed to... Culture is a big thing to me. And at a young age, I figured that out. Like I, I didn't know the word culture, but I just knew that this, you know, you had to be in an environment where you could thrive and grow and everybody supported each other and lifted each other up. And that was important to me at a young age. And so I realized that and I knew that that was the place to go, despite the fact that they didn't have a lot of money there. Right. So let me, let me figure that part out. But that's a part that I can figure out. I can't figure out the culture thing by myself. So that takes a team, it takes a bunch of people to do that. And you know, that, that helps me in business to this day, you know? Um, but one thing that bothers me, Jordan, I can tell you this. And I, I always, when I'm on podcasts, I like to share what's going on in my, my life and my business currently as well. And we have a successful mortgage group that I run with some best friends I grew up with. My little brother works with us. We have 40 employees and I don't like to give up on people. I'm a people builder. And yesterday I had to let someone go on my team that I've worked with for probably gave too many chances to. And it all stemmed from attitude, victim mentality, and treating people with disrespect and, and not communicating properly. And despite somebody producing on my team, I had to let them go. This probably cost us maybe $200,000, give or take, or more a year in revenue by doing this. But at the end of the day, I'm going to show people, my team's going to see this, we're going to get a bump by letting that person go. Because toxicity in a company holds you back more than you know. So you can't look at the production of that person. Can't look at that, like what you're losing there. Well, you got to find out what boost am I going to get from this setback? So that's, again, this is happening right now. And it really hurts me because I'm a people builder. I love people. And I want to help people you know, that have issues. And they don't even realize they have issues a lot of times. 
And this individual that I had to let go, man, I feel terrible. I mean, I, I feel like I failed. Um, but this is, again, this is part of the journey that to success. And, I, you know, I like to share these things. I told people that as I go to my journey where I'm going, uh, which is to help hundreds of millions of people, I'm going to share and be transparent and share these things so that people can see that it's not all roses. And, um, you know, again, I'm, I'm, I'm bothered by it. I know it's the right move, but I'm still bothered by it, you know, and I, that's what I'm going through right now. So I just wanted to share that. Definitely. I appreciate that honesty. And when you go through something like that, how do you, because basically now we're moving from how your childhood and that mind state and creating that culture, how has that affected your mortgage business now that you're number one mortgage professional on Yahoo Finance? How, did, how, how has that allowed you to succeed? So just to give you a little bit of uh, context with, uh, with the mortgage thing, I started as a real estate agent back in 2005 and I was a top producing real estate agent and I didn't really like showing people around houses. I felt too much of a, like a tour guide and I just, that wasn't me. So I decided to get in the mortgage business with my best friend that was doing my mortgages for my clients. And uh, he didn't want me to because he was, I was his best referral partner, but uh, I, I pushed through anyway, his, his, uh, pushback and uh, got in the business. And then so I started as a loan officer back in 2006 and quickly became successful at that, but also figured to myself, all the people around me need help. I want to do that too. I want to help people. So I started producing and helping and managing people. And back in 2011, we decided to start opening branches and create a division under a mortgage company and run it like our own company, right? So we went from two people to 40. And in 2011, to, to about 2017, six years, we took the company to 10 million in, in revenue. And, but the problem, Jordan, is we didn't start with culture at that point. We, we had a little bit, but we didn't put it as a priority and a focus. And I allowed leadership at that company above me um, to do things unethically. Um, I didn't allow them while I, I didn't know it. I just, I just wasn't watching for it. Let's put it that way. So money went missing from where for, it should have came to us. Um, things weren't done the right way. And none of my employees suffered from it. It was all us that suffered. However, we had to make a move in 2000, late 2017. I had to make a move to another company. Now, so that happens one time you build a company up to a certain point, comes crumbling down. What are you going to do? So I, instead of being litigious and getting involved with courts and all that, I said, you know what? Let's just turn this stuff into rocket fuel. Let's show him and show others what, what happens when this, this scenario takes place. And so from 2018, we built the company back to 10 million in two years. So, wow. so this, this, uh, when this kind of stuff happens, that's how you get recognized. And a lot of people saw me on that list. And I can tell you, I, I got a lot of feedback from it, a lot of congratulations, but I got a lot of people saying, man, you don't even produce mortgages anymore yourself. Like there's, there's loan officers killing it out there. And that's great, man. I, I appreciate that. There's a lot of loan officers that are killing it. But at some point, are you just going to kill it? Or are you going to take the next step in your life? your career, you know, and, and your work life, you know, it's fine just to stay as a loan officer. Don't get me wrong, but don't complain about others that have scaled a business and helped other people achieve greatness because you're not doing it. And that's something that I want to throw out there as well. I, I just tell it like it is, man. And, yeah. uh, and the other thing is, you're, you know, you mentioned branding earlier all, offline, but a lot of things happen when you're the best known, when you're the best known, you win. It's not yeah. always the best company or the best loan officer or the best person or whatever. It's, it's the best known wins. And you can see that all throughout the marketplace. Yeah, and two points. So what you were just saying about someone talking poorly about you, that's a mindset issue. That's because 
they are, it's not fair that Mike's gotten all this and he's not even doing it anymore. It's that it's not fair. He's created the structure. He's created the thing where he can be a business owner, not an operator. And then the second point is moving on to branding. How have you utilized Instagram and podcasting to really elevate your brand and become one of the better known? And it all, it all started with a, with a decision. And, and let me share this real quick story. So Grant Cardone is a mentor of mine. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the Grant or not, but Grant Cardone's the uh, founder of the 10X movement, wrote the 10X rule, several best-selling books, bunch of business programs, and he's uh, got about $2 billion plus under control in real estate, multifamily properties. Very successful, but more importantly, he's successful in helping people. And so I'm, I ran into him by reading his book back in 2018 or 17, right as I was going through the thing with the two companies, the switch. And I realized that we weren't known enough and we're focusing on our local market, trying to call realtors and, and, and referral partners and this and that in our local markets, which is fine. But I realized that we were playing too small of a game. I thought to myself, how can I get known globally? It sounds crazy for an ordinary individual like myself and the people that are ordinary people around me. But we sit and watch people on TV. We read about them in Forbes magazine. We see all these people. They were ordinary people too. All they did was make a decision to get known. And so every morning, Jordan, I started waking up obsessed, literally obsessed. How can I get known? What can I do? I got to get known globally. If I get known globally, the local market takes care of itself. So I started thinking that. And then I just started writing my goals down every day. I want to get known. I mean, literally, I have like pads and pads filled with, with goals, right? Yeah. And, you know, C-Rock is a household name. Now, by the way, it's not about me. It's not about my ego, but I got to get known to be able to help more people. Um, so C-Rock is a household name, known worldwide, globally speaking, globally coaching. Content is known all over the world, best-selling books. I write this stuff down every day, making a decision. So then from there, I start to have things manifest themselves. Opportunities start to open up. I, this is, by the way, I've heard this, thinking we're rich. I've, I've read all this stuff. I'm not trying to preach to anybody. I just know what works for me. You ask me what happens. So for, for the listeners, I'm not trying to preach at you. I'm just sharing what works for me. So I started doing the writing down thing and all that and then taking action. So when you write goals down after a decision, you set yourself micro targets and the only thing stopping you from getting to your big goal is action. It's the amount of action you take. So I started firing it up, man. And I got, got people around me and I told my team, this is what we're going to do as a mortgage company. We're going to go from 4 million a month to to 100 million a month. And we went from four to 32 so far. So we wouldn't have got to 32 if we weren't shooting for 100. And then I got them around me and told them what we're going to do with the podcast. And the podcast allows you to bring on people, as you see with yours, that uh, are experts in different fields. And then you have a library that you can save. So now I have a library of over 100 plus guests. In my library, I can refer back to any of them because I have them categorized under topics. And I can listen to what they said about a certain topic. And from the, uh, by the way, one thing, my podcast, I don't really worry about subscribers or downloads. I don't even know what those numbers are. I I know you can find them out somewhere. I don't even care about that. Too many people worry about the wrong things. I take the content, I give it to my team and they clip it up into 30 minute, one minute clips, IGTVs. From there, I boost it out all over the place. Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, everything you can possibly think of, TikTok. I'm putting the stuff out there and then putting a little money behind each one to a targeted audience. So they can't help see me. They can't help but see me. I, I don't care about it. I go to the 
iTunes and all that and listen to the podcast. That's great if they do. I'm going to be in their face constantly. I'm not going to sit back and wait for them to come to me. That's the difference. Yeah, and that's an objective, and that's being omnipresent because there's so many people that sit there and go, okay, I want a top 100 podcast. How am I going to do that? I'll have to get these big. I have to get these big people on my podcast. I have to do this. I have to spend this. You're like, dude, we're doing this plan. We do not deviate from the plan. And like you said, a hundred plus. That's not like, hey, we're doing the podcast. This is like we're doing the podcast, and we are going to get it done with this objective in mind. So to give, you, to give you an idea, Grant Cardone came on the podcast, right? At first, I was thinking to myself, okay, how am I going to get people to listen to this? And I looked and I, I don't, again, I don't think there was a lot of listeners. I don't know, but I don't think in my head that there's a lot of listeners that are going to go to iTunes and listen to that podcast. So what I did was I went to Facebook and Instagram. I put the whole thing up and clips, but I put the whole thing up and boosted it to a targeted audience and 200,000 people saw it. So I know that number and I created that number. I forced them to watch it, even if they didn't want to. And so I know that it happened rather than sitting back and waiting. And that's a lesson for business. Do not sit back and wait for people to come to you. Do not rely on the economy. You go out and get it. You create it. That's the key. You got to make your own opportunities. And I love that. And I try to live by that. And there's just, it, it's, it couldn't be more true. Because even just starting the podcast, that's taking control because you're actually now in control of your network. You can go up to random people who you think are cool and successful, just like you. I think your story is awesome and I can just reach out to you and go, Hey, like love to have you on my podcast. Let's do it. And, and that's just what it is nowadays. And that's cool. So what is the podcast really about? And then what are you doing with your Instagram? How, how else are you getting known? So I, I uh, started to tell my story and I realized that my story is not really um, like a situation where nobody would care about it. I started telling it and people were like, wow, that's, that's powerful, man. And I thought you'd have to have a story about, you know, something fabulous where you saved a life, which is great. Or if you ran a really far distance like Forrest Gump. But it's not that that gets people. What gets people is things that they can relate to. So I started seeing that and I'm like, man, this works. If I'm inspiring people with this ordinary story, all I got to do is tell it. And then, um, so I thought about what are you made of? I was sharing my story. I said, let me do a couple episodes of myself sharing my story. And then from there, I'll bring other people on that are successful in different areas of life and then let them share their story of what they've used as you know, setbacks that they've turned into rocket fuel. And then uh, just the opportunity to sit there. And when you get somebody on like Grant or Brandon Dawson, who generally Grant would charge for an hour, probably $100,000. And I get to sit on there and ask him questions on my podcast where he came on and I didn't have to pay him. So that's what the, pro- the opportunity provides. And then, you know, the other day, Jordan, I'm getting ready to go to the gym in the morning. And I got a message from somebody in uh, New Zealand. And they said that they were on the train heading into work listening to my podcast. And it's inspiring to them. And dude, that's, you know, that's what it's all about. I wrote down in my, in my thing, I want to get known globally. Well, damn, somebody in New Zealand. Then I get calls and stuff from people in Bali and Australia and India and South Africa and all Europe. It just blows me away, man. And so it's been great. And I'm, I'm just, I'm not even a year into it yet, believe it or not. And uh, I just can't imagine what's going to happen this next year. Yeah, that's so exciting. And 
it is cool because as you keep putting it out there and you keep working on it and, and you're just a proof of concept that if you, you don't have to have this extraordinary thing, you can literally just tell your own individual story and people are excited about that. It's like the, like the Kardashians are such a stretch. You know what I mean? Their, their lifestyle is so ridiculous, but people are entertained by it. But then reality TV picks up and we are reality. Like we are reality and you're motivating people to do the right things, take the proper steps. So what's not going to inspire them? It's great. And you mentioned about mentors and about Grant Cardone helping you out. Now, how did you get in touch with Grant? How did you get involved with him? And why did you choose him? Like, have you had other mentors in your life? That, that was kind of a loaded question, but... Yeah, I've had other I've had other mentors um, locally, but nothing like somebody from a distance. So what I did was I read the 10x rule, and that's how I, I first got in touch with him. And it was the timing of everything. So I read the book, and I'm like, holy cow, this speaks to me, man. I have an animal inside of me that wants to help people, and I want to go hard and accomplish things. And it was caged up, man. And so what Grant allowed me to do, and his team really allowed me to, to go out and uh, validate that animal and let him out. And so that I can go and help people, man. This isn't about me, by the way. C-Rock is a brand. I'm building a brand to help people, as I mentioned. It's all about other people. Like, I can't stand sitting back and watching broken people just suffer. It drives me batty. It's a, it's a pet peeve, and I, I can't stand it. So uh, the mentor thing is you get, in, you get into one. I believe in getting only one or maybe two. I believe that because you get conflicting information from people, and you get confused and information overload if you do too many. But what I started to do was just look at his YouTube videos. I started to look at what programs they have. I, I wanted to, I got my whole team on Cardone University, which is a training platform for sales training, the best one out there. And I, from there, I just uh, started m building relationships with the people inside his organization and getting attention inside of his organization. And not, not to be like, you know, uh, a snake and slither my way in. It wasn't about that. It's about building relationships with people so that they can see what they're doing for you. And anything that they've done for me that I purchased from them, I try to be a case study to be the best possible customer of theirs. Being a customer of someone is a two-way street. It's not just their job to serve you. It's, you got to give back to them. And that's what I believe. And I try to make them look as good as possible. And when they've helped me, I want to promote them as well. And so I did that. And then I met Jared Glant, who's the president uh, of Cardone. And we went golfing. And I just developed a relationship with him and said, listen, I'm going to help you with your mission. Whatever I can do, I want to help push out the 10X movement. I'm going to build my own thing as well, learning from you guys. But at the end of the day, man, I want to help you guys. And that's what I did. And then I just kept investing in programs to help me like college. And when you do that and then you have success, you share it with them and thank them. And then you get attention and recognition for using their programs and having success with it. And uh, I think so. I think what you said right there is super important because there's many people who want to be like, I'm my own person. I did it all myself, but you are going there and you're looking at the value prop as you're paying for it. You know what I mean? Cause a lot of, uh, a lot of people would be like, Oh, Grant gave me the information. I'm good. But you're like, no, I'm going to blow Grant up. I want him to get even bigger because that's he, I'm connected with that while I'm also creating my own thing. So you're looking at the value from every single angle, which I think a lot of people overlook. Well, when I was in a dark place between companies and um, felt like hopeless, I broke down, by the way, in front of my wife in the kitchen one day, in between the switch of the companies. I'm like, I just can't do this anymore. I felt, I had 22 employees at that time, by the way. 
my partners and I were trying to move them to a new company and they were looking at us like, now what? And I, I didn't have control over everything. Now we made sure that they were paid, so which is a good thing, but we went without just to make sure they were paid to carry us forward. It was an investment. And, um, but at the end of the day, I was in a dark place as far as my mindset and hopelessness. And that he, he lifted me up with his content, man. And that's what it's designed for. And so I'll never forget that. I know there's people that hate on some people and hate on Grant and all this, but they don't know like what he did for me and they don't understand his heart of what, you know, and this, this show ain't to promote Grant all the time, but I want to, I, I give back to people that have helped me. And so, uh, I just, and by the way, he was a hero to me. Let's put it this way. And you know how a hero makes you feel, gives you hope, lifts you up, puts you back on track. And that feeling that I had was so good that I want to share that with other people. I want to make other people feel like that. So I'm always looking like, whose hero can I be today? I love that. That's such an inspiration. That's going to wake you up and get you excited about every single day. That's a, that's a great uh, mission. So what are, when you were in that dark place or even today, like you're a very accomplished in the mortgage industry, you're moving, your podcast is very accomplished. You're becoming a coach. What are some of the success principles that you utilize? Maybe a top three that got you in that right state every single day. Well, first of all, I'm never, ever, ever, ever satisfied with my accomplishments. Like anything I accomplish, it's that's, that's yesterday. That's what's next. What's next? And I, you know, I, I don't even feel like I, maybe from the outside of where people look at me and where I appear, I don't feel that. Kryptonite for me is complacency and being comfortable. And so that's one of my success principles is going, going, going and never stop. And the other one is being stubborn and not quitting. Persistence, man. Like I'll go through, I'll run through that wall. I mean, I, get, I just don't give up. And so that's another one. And I would say if you want just three, I would say always having that big vision and goals and being able to paint that picture and gather other people around it to get there, not just by yourself. Yeah. And a lot of people never talk about that. A lot of people have the vision and they're like, oh, it's, it's my mission. It's only me. But you want to bring the team with you, which I love. A yeah. Lot I people- mean, I, when I write my goals down every day, I write in, <laughs> it sounds funny, but I say, bring my homies with me. Yeah. Like what I mean by that is bring your people around you that are helping you get to where you are. By the way, shout out to Jason Yates, Robert Cox, and Chris Short, Bo Cox. We call Robert Cox, Bo Cox, and my little brother Casey and my team, the talent pool at Nations Lending, because without them doing what they do and taking the reins of the operations of the business that day to day, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing. They allow me to do that because I'm bringing them with me. And whatever we accomplish on this end of things as well, I'm bringing them with me. And so shout out to them. I'm, I'm very thankful and blessed to have them in my life. And uh, for allowing me to take this uh, take this mission on. How do you? That's that's awesome. And how do you create these partnerships? Because I know there's so many sour business relationships, but it seems like you and your three best friends and your little brother have all had an amazing experience together in this mortgage business. Yeah, you you basically set out a vision, and you paint the picture, and then you make sure that you know the people's personal goals, their professional goals, their financial goals, and you make sure it aligns with the team's vision. And if they don't align, they got to come in alignment or they got to leave. And it's no hard feelings, nothing personal. It's just like the guy I had to let go yesterday, man. I feel, I feel terrible, but his stuff doesn't align with what we want to accomplish. And it affects us. And, and it's like a salmon swimming upstream, man. He can't have it. So that's how, that's the key to it all. And then proper communication, over communication and proper communication with each other consistently. Just that's the communication is the solution to everything. Definitely. I completely agree with that. And 
there's so many people who will sit there and they won't follow up. They won't listen. They, they're not hearing. They're just talking to themselves. So what are, where, where can people find you? What is, what's going on with you? Where are you at? I, well, first of all, Instagram is a great place to reach out to me. I, I answer my own DMs. You can DM me even if you know, you're not following me. I'm not following Whatever. Just shoot a DM to me. Uh, at Mikey C-Rock with no K. At Mikey C-Rock. And also, I have a new book coming out at the end of this year. It's called Rocket Fuel. It's about turning setbacks into rocket fuel. And that's coming out at the end of this year. And if you want a copy of that, uh, you can check out my website at themikecrock.com. Uh, but also, we're, 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 we got a lot of stuff in the works, man. I have an innovative course that uh, I'll partner up with Brad Lee on for mortgage people, mortgage businesses that's going to change the mortgage industry. Um, it's going to give it all a lift, and it's going to spill out into other businesses as well. So we got that in the works. I'm fired up about that as well. Yeah, and it, it's so exciting to be around someone that it looks inspired and is inspired, especially during this difficult time. What is a, just one way for the audience to get inspired and keep happy with because you can watch the news and be so down all the time if the news is making you down stop watching it period i mean that's simple i like to watch the political stuff because i'm a, like a political science guy like i like that kind of stuff uh, i like to see how people it's a game to me by the way everything in life is a game if you approach it like it, it's a game then you'll yeah. see the differences and you'll, you won't get upset with it but um one thing about being inspired is, is i'm always looking for challenges and problems I'm looking for things to solve rather than looking to how to get out of problems. There's a difference there. Look for problems to solve rather than looking how to get out of problems. That's a big, big deal because as long as you're always having some problems to go after or challenges to go after and fix, dude, you, you, you're never like laid back. You're all fired up, all ready to go. And I never wear down because of that. I never, by the way, I never get stressed or anxious about working too hard. I only get stressed and anxious when I stop working or I know something in my mind I need to do or something's incomplete, something cycles unfinished. That's the only time I get anxious. And so people need to stop saying, man, I work too hard. I'm stressed out at work. I'm working too hard. This and that. That's not the problem. Yeah, that's a complete different state change because what you're doing there with your with uh, attacking the problems and going after them is that you're being proactive instead of reactive. A lot of this a lot of this planet is very reactive. And when we go proactive, it creating opportunities. It was me reaching out to you to have you on the podcast. Proactive. Now we have the podcast. Proactive. These are just ways, and I, I appreciate your insights. This is definitely helping a lot of people. So we got to get proactive, and you got to build a strong team around you. Well, since you brought that up, let me tell you something else real quick. Successful people and massively successful people create urgency and focus on things prior to needing to. And what I mean by needing to, only like average people only get urgent and focus on things when it's too late, when their, their uh, survival's threatened. When your survival's threatened, oh no, man, I got to take care of this now. It's a problem, right? That's way too late. Massively successful people create urgency way before they need to. So I'll end on that one. Yeah, and I love that one because – it's so true. There's so many people that let's go financial, for example, can't make your rent payment. Okay. We should not get to the point where you can't make your rent payment. You got to get stressed when you have six months and now you start diving into that six months of rent payment. That's when you should be getting stressed. And that's what C-Rock's saying. And you're the man. I hope everyone goes after and gets the book. And um, it's been awesome having you on. Thanks for having me, brother. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to the entirety of the podcast. If you enjoyed it, which I hope you did, I'd really appreciate if you leave a five-star review and subscribe as we're going to keep putting out better and better content. If you want to keep up with us and who's going to be a guest and who's going to be on the show, follow me at at Jedwards559 on Instagram. It's J-E-D-W-A-R-D-S 559 on Instagram. I really hope you guys keep clocking in and you learn some valuable information from this podcast and i hope to see you again soon everyone have a great day thank you for reaching the end of the podcast for that we'll give you a complimentary coaching session in the link below with edwards consulting hope to see you there and have a great day and keep clocking in thank you for reaching the end of the podcast for that we'll give you a complimentary coaching session in the link below with edwards consulting Hope to see you there and have a great day and keep clocking in.